They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Hello, and welcome everyone to my fourth podcast. I hope kids, you've enjoyed the previous three shows. Today, we're off to Israel. Jerusalem, to be precise, where we meet Ephraim, my Jewish boy, and Amir, his Palestinian friend. Have a look on Google Earth or any other map app to discover the sites of this old, fascinating city. Jerusalem is steeped in history. Have a look at the Temple Mount area with the Dome of the Rock and the Alaska Mosque. The Western Wall, once referred to as the Wailing Wall, the four quarters of the old city and the numerous other biblical sites of this captivating and intriguing city. I take the boys to New York and Washington DC as well as to the very core of America, the White House, to talk to the then President Barack Obama. Kids, have a look at the history of the Oval Office and what's behind those famous doors. Let Google Earth take you into the Oval Office and see the very couches the two boys sat on as they talked to President Obama. Have a look at the images of the wall of separation that divides Jerusalem. Kids, this is a story that will excite you as well as make you think, oh gosh. But what I'm going to do now is read a clip of the story to whet your appetite. So find yourself a comfy chair and sit back and listen. At the end of the podcast, I've got a couple of questions for you to mull over. So here's the story. This is the story of Ephraim, my Jewish little boy. The thin, wispy clouds that sat high above the ancient city of Jerusalem would soon dissipate as the autumn sun worked its magic, leaving a wonderful, bright, clear day exceptional for this time of the year being September. For Ephraim and his Palestinian friend Amir, it would be a good business day. The early city walls that had protected the old quarter of Jerusalem for centuries against its many enemies still dominated the neighbourhood. The eight interspersed gates that allowed access to the various quarters of the old city were all aptly named and possibly the most renowned was the Damascus Gate. The steps down to the Damascus Gate were crowded. Being Sunday, it was neither the Jewish Sabbath nor the Muslim Day of Prayer. A young Arab woman and her daughter had commandeered some of the steps with a huge display of designer trainers. Next to them was an elderly Arab gentleman selling a variety of coloured scarves, all neatly displayed on a small wooden trolley. The morning was cold as Ephraim set out to the bakery to pick up his and Amir's bread order. The warmth of the ovens and the smell of the different breads at the bakery as they came out of the fire holes 
a term Amir had given the baker's ovens, always put a smile on Ephraim's face as he entered. With the exact amount of Israeli shekels, Ephraim paid for the order and asked for the delivery to be sent to his and Amir's store at the Damascus Gate, on time and within the hour. The young lad that sat across the cash desk briefly looked up from his paperwork and with a cursory glance of his eyes stared at Ephraim before returning back to his papers spread all over the desk. I'll take that look as a yes, shall I? Take it whatever way you want, sir. Ephraim shrugged his shoulders and rolled his eyes. His smartphone that was in the left inside pocket of his coat pinged. The text message was from Amir. It simply read, still waiting at the checkpoint at the wall of separation. It was a strange friendship Ephraim and Amir had, as it was unusual for a young Jewish boy and a Palestinian Arab boy to talk to each other, let alone become friends. They met two years ago at the Wall of Separation, following Amir's beating at the hands of Ephraim's classmates, who had picked on Amir for being an Arab. The beating was an act of retaliation for the Jewish children that had been killed in the latest suicide bombers attack. Their friendship developed as they had a common aim, to prove to their families and friends that a Jew and an Arab can live side by side. What they needed to do was to find common ground and work at those areas. Differences they simply needed to accept and respect. The little bread store that Ephraim and Amir owned offered both Jewish and Arab breads, bagels, shalal, saj and pita breads. Their customers were the thousands of pilgrims and tourists from all different religions coming to the holy city on a daily basis to visit the holy places of Jerusalem. The Temple Mount, with the Dome of the Rock and its gold roof, the Alaska Mosque, the Holy Sepulchre, the Via de la Rosa, and the Western Wall that was once known as the Wailing Wall. Trade was brisk that morning, as the security forces would soon be closing the roads for security reasons, as world leaders gathered for the state funeral of Shimon Peres, a former president and prime minister of Israel, a man viewed by many as a visionary of peace. The little paper bags that they wrapped the breads in had a message on the back. It simply said, Ephraim and Amir are friends. We are a Jew and an Arab, showing the world that Jews and Arabs can live and work side by side. www.ephraimamir.com It was just before 10am when the Israeli military started to clear the market area around the Damascus Gate in preparation for tomorrow's state funeral. As they started to pack away what was left, Amir looked up and nudged Ephraim. In front of them stood two tall gentlemen in smart suits, highly polished shoes and dark sunglasses. They spoke with American accents. Ephraim noticed that they were armed. Guns he was used to being brought up in Jerusalem, as it was normal to see the armed military patrol the streets. It was Amir that worked it out. You're the president of the USA's Secret Service bodyguards, 
checking the area out for tomorrow's state funeral, aren't you? Smart guy. No comment. The two Secret Service guys chewed on the bagels. They had just bought as they wandered off to look at the old out-of-gentleman's store. Ephraim shouted at them before they disappeared through the Damascus Gate, entering the Arab Quarter. Get the President to contact us. All our details are on the website, which is on the back of the bags. Amir looked at Ephraim. Do you seriously think the President of the USA is going to call you? Who knows, replied Ephraim. So that's a little bit of the story. Um... And as I says, in each show, I've always read a short snippet. I move on then to tell you why I wrote the story. So if you want to know why I wrote this particular story, then stay listening for a few more minutes. My book is aimed at 8 to 12, 13 age range. Some of the stories are aimed at the 8 to 9 year olds and others like this story are more directed at the 12 to 13 year olds. So why did I write the story? Well, I wanted kids to see and get a feel for life on the streets of Jerusalem, to see and experience the holy sites of an ancient historical city, a city of tension where three of the world's greatest religions converge, Christianity, Judaism and Islam. And I wanted to show kids that life for Israeli and Palestinian children there were very different. I also wanted to take kids to New York and Washington DC, especially to the White House and the Oval Office with its fascinating history. So I created the story of my own experiences in Israel and New York. Washington DC is a place I've never been to, so you can conclude from that fact that I've never been to the White House. That part of the story was based on my own research. But the idea of taking the boys to meeting President Obama in the White House was to give the storyline a bit of a bit of oomph and impetus. But I make it very clear the scene in the Oval Office was totally fictional. How did the story come about? Well, I went to Israel in both 2009 and 2012. On each occasion, I visited Jerusalem. And it was on my second trip while I spent the day on my own walking around Jerusalem my friends having opted to spend the day at Masada near the Dead Sea, that I had the great pleasure of talking to an old Palestinian Arab gentleman who was sitting on an old crumbling wall not far from the ancient inner city walls. He was eating his lunch out of a paper bag watching a small group of kids kicking a ball around on a derelict scratch of land. It was late February, but... Despite being early in the year, it was a very hot day. There were lots of people sitting on the wall, for Jerusalem is a very busy, bustling city, attracting pilgrims and tourists alike all year round. I asked the Palestinian gentleman if I could sit next to him to eat my lunch, 
just like he was doing, and to my surprise, he spoke impeccable English. He asked me where did I come from, and what was I doing here in Jerusalem. So I told him. I pointed to a small group of kids kicking a ball around across the way on a small scratch of land. He smiled. I noticed that the kids were a mix of Israeli Jews and Palestinian Arabs, which I thought was unusual. The old Palestinian gentleman sensed my curiosity. He went on to say that his grandson over there had a Jewish friend, which was rare to say the least, and how he actively encouraged his grandson to keep this friendship, for he wanted to show him and his friends that young Jewish children weren't the enemy so often depicted, and likewise for the Jewish children, young Palestinian Arab children were equally not their sworn enemies. So each week, the old Palestinian gentleman would bring his grandson and a few of his friends from East Jerusalem to the west side to have a kick around with a ball for an hour or so. The old grandfather said to me, my grandson and those kids over there, they are the future that will bring peace to our lands. It's far easier to influence a young mind than an old mind that is set in its ways. Hence, Amir, in the story towards the end, telling President Obama, it's easier to influence and work on young minds. They don't carry the baggage of what has happened in the past like the old generation do. The chat with the old Palestinian gentleman was captivating. I learnt that he worked at the United Nations in New York, hence his superb understanding of English. I was clearly talking to a very intelligent man. As we chatted away, I asked him about the wall of separation that divides the city. He said it was a very dull and depressing sight. Having experienced a checkpoint crossing the day before, I could only agree with him. The old gentleman went on to say it had taken ages to cross through the wall today. The Israeli guards have been particularly cautious checking everyone's ID papers. And he was not looking forward to the same experience on the way back to East Jerusalem with his grandson and friends. A similar tale our Palestinian guide would often speak about as he trotted back and forth to work. The Jewish children, of course, well, they didn't have to face that experience. They just went straight home. The kids were having great fun. It wasn't all boys. There were a few girls as well. And as we continued watching the game, I asked him about his experience in New York. He loved it, he said. I went on to tell him that my mother came from New York. Oh, he said, whereabouts in Manhattan? For I know it well. Well, he wouldn't know it well as the United Nations building is sited there. I said she came from just off 7th Avenue, down by the Hudson River. Really, he replied. 
However, the story went on, and before we knew it, the kids had finished their game. Who won, I can't remember, but that's immaterial. The fact that it took place at all is the astonishing bit. I went to New York in 2015, the Big Apple, as it's known, or sometimes it's referred to as the city that never sleeps. It's a vibrant, cosmopolitan city. All the famous landmarks really do live up to their names. It's an amazing place. I loved it. So much so, I took the characters there. Hence, the New York connection. But when I was thinking of a character to put in Jerusalem, I remembered chatting to the old Palestinian Arab gentleman and watching the football game being played out on a tiny strip of derelict land not far from the old city walls. Plus, I also recall the tour guide's tales of his daily woes crossing back and forth from East Jerusalem, where he lived, to West Jerusalem, where he worked as a guide. I decided, though, not to put an Arab boy as the main character, as I had a future story in my head about another Arab character. So I switched the main character in this story to a Jewish boy called Ephraim. Ephraim and Amir are simply telling the world the Jewish community and the Arab world can live side by side, but it's going to take time, forgiveness and hard work. This is a powerful story, kids, but one I felt needed to be told. Kids, I said I had a couple of questions for you. Firstly, how many doors does the Oval Office have and what's behind those very doors? Secondly, how would you feel if you had to queue every day at a concrete wall standing at 28 feet in height that divided your town from city and having to show identity papers so that you can cross at the various checkpoints to get to the other side. Amir had to. How would you feel? I will be very grateful to hear your answers. So get your parents to email me on jtc0658 at gmail.com with your thoughts and views. Kids, Keep putting those stickers on your world maps you have on your bedroom walls. By now, you should have four stickers. One in Nepal, one in Scotland, one in the UK, and now this one in Israel. The next one will be in India. As I've already hinted, next week I'm taking you to India. Amritsar, to be precise which is the home of the Sikh Golden Temple. It's here we find Priya, my blind little Indian girl. Oh, she's so feisty. Go on the internet and see and read all about the temple. You'll find it very engaging. I did. But for now, as I say at the end of each show, this is J.T. Crowley signing off. So wherever you are listening in the world, stay safe, but have fun, just like my characters. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com 
now.